It's a European satchel, not a purse. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Tim Bennett. Find us here on Tuesdays, and if you want more of the Focus Group, check out our show on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, visit focusgroupradio.com. That's our URL, and that's our website for everything Focus Group. All the media, all the video, the audio, and of course, learning about me and Tim. And we want to thank Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987 for being with us here on Unbuttoned. So welcome to the new week. Thank you, John. Where'd you get the word satchel from? That was a very, very old, that's an old word, word isn't it? It's like slacks. Well, that's, uh, we could actually just go in and kick off our first story because <laughs> I, uh, Tim rounded up this, this, uh, this pack of stories and they're hilarious. And the first article says, Man with a purse stopped from entering a casino because he might have explosives inside. After I read the article, I had constant flashbacks to a Seinfeld episode that involved a fur coat <laughs> and a European satchel. Do you happen to remember this episode? I do love that one. And the ending is great when he's in the fur coat with the purse. And the- well, we're going to save that because I, I grabbed some audio to play for us that will make you, make you laugh. But you know the show I'm talking about. So yeah. the article basically uh, goes like this. A man was faced, uh, has faced anti-gay discrimination and rigid gender stereotypes when he went to a casino in Hot Springs, Arkansas with his Louis Vuitton purse. Now, it, it's kind of a rectangular satchel, you know, or, or, or carry-all, but, you know, um, he went up to the Jordan Kirk is the gentleman, and he was uh, visiting the Oaklawn Casino with his husband Friday, August 7th, but the guard told him that he had to leave his purse in the car. And the guard said, men don't wear purses. Now, meanwhile, women are walking by with bags that are enormous. And, oh, hello, welcome to the casino. But this guy with, and with his Louis Vuitton thing. And, and basically, he actually said at one point to the guard, who's going to blow up their Louis Vuitton bag on purpose? Because <laughs> it's a Louis Vuitton bag. In Arkansas. In Arkansas. So <laughs> all the women that had bags is, you know, I remember working with, uh, I had coworkers at one of my second jobs, a friend of mine, Zareta, she was hysterical. She had a huge purse. And one day she pulled a blow hair dryer out of the purse, like a, one of these collapsing <laughs> things. And and a friend of another another woman, Dina, she's like, what else do you got in there? She goes, oh, I got everything. I could be dropped onto a desert island. As long as there's power, I'll be able to do my hair. So these bags are big. And, and finally, they let him in after they searched the bag. They did not do that to any other woman carrying a bag larger than that. So it was one of these interesting things with gender, right? Yeah, and I think it's obviously... Um harassment yeah i think it's there's there's a bit of anti-gay underneath too i mean if you see the guy standing there first of all you're in hot springs arkansas i'm gonna i'm gonna profile you're in hot springs arkansas with your husband same-sex couple going to a casino wearing a louis vuitton european carry-all or whatever you're calling it and so you could just see the security guard right you can see them coming and exactly what happened is as you described it is he said if a woman was carrying this bag would you question her or stop her no so it, it it only it is about gender and I'm I'm sure it's about him probably probably being very um fabulous. It's probably my <laughs> I just 
Apparently, like, you know, the thing that amazed me as well is I don't think he lost his uh, temper or went off the handle either. It sounds like it was a a cordial exchange. It escalated a bit because he did complain to the management. But, um, you know, even women that were in line behind him were like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? He can't come in because, you know, men don't wear purses and you're letting us in. It, so he even had the support of the crowd, right? Right. Yeah. No, I I, I laughed when I saw that story because I, I, and the other part to me, and this is with law enforcement or security overall, where's your common sense? And oh, I there wonder we go. Sometimes yeah. just where's common sense? And obviously this guy was not, well, it's the same with, it's the same with the TSA, right? How many times you and I, a couple of times in Colorado, there, what kills me, there's a vending, a water vending machine to get bottles, literally three feet from the TSA checkpoint. I mean, it's almost like set up, right? right? You watch everybody put their dollar in and get their bottle of water and then them take it and put it in a barrel. These guys, this must be like tip money for them, right? They, they, every day they probably bring in 40, 50 bucks of people that buy the water and they're told you can't bring it on. I'm not MacGyver. I'm not making a bomb out of Dasani water. (laughs) Anyway. And hey, and before we round out this one about the man first, here's 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 a little a little audio for you, Tim. Officer! There he goes! Someone took my European carry-all! The what? The black leather thing with a strap! You mean a purse! (laughs) Yes, a purse! I carry a purse! He's a fancy boy with that That's the, fur on. I, I don't remember the exact setup, but he had that fur coat. When I found this clip, he had the fur coat on, and he was, Kramer and him were trying to tell this guy that, no, Jerry's a fancy boy. And then Elaine comes up. She goes, that's not your coat. And she tells it's some other guy's coat. And then the thief comes up and takes the, the European satchel slash carry-all. And then he finally well, says yeah. at the end of the episode, it's a purse. Yeah, well, it was Elaine's. Elaine's was Dayton Putty, you know, the kind of hot jockey guy. And he mm-hmm. had a fur coat on, and she wanted to get rid of it, so she threw it out of the window at the party, New York City, which we've all been at parties where things go out the window, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Newman, I guess they said, climbed like a bear up the tree and got this coat and was sleeping with the the super's wife, and that's where they <laughs> he blamed it on Jerry, and then Jerry's got the purse and the fur. <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. He's a real <laughs> fancy man. Uh, yeah. So I that show that was so be. well done. Have you watched oh. the the reboot or not the reboot, but the new season of Curve Your Enthusiasm? No, HBO? I have not. I haven't either. And I love that show, but I don't have HBO anymore, so I haven't watched it. I was just wondering whether it was still good or is it kind of gone by its sell by date? Mm, all those reboots tend to. Struggle. Either they fly or they, yeah, either they're great or they're not. AbFab was like that. Remember Absolutely Fabulous? The the re, the the new seasons or the new episodes just weren't as good as the original. No, no. I, I In fact, I only consider that show to be really the the the, the, the primary three seasons, I think it was, yeah. right? Yeah, very limited limited run. Yeah, but that's okay. It's hilarious nonetheless. You could, I could still watch it and laugh, right? Yep. All right, so our next article is... Uh, this is affecting me and Tim because this is one of my favorite. If I had to drink soda, it would be this. And the headline reads, Dr. Pepper is the latest pandemic shortage. So, you know, when the when this all happened, people went and bought a lot of canned sodas for the pantry. But apparently when they manufacture stuff, they do it in they do it in canned soda and then they do the fountain drink stuff. So they they right. have the canisters for the bars and restaurants and they probably had plenty of that but they probably only did a limited amount of the shelf the store shelf stuff meaning being the cans of dr pepper 
Um, I a couple things that were new to me. I didn't realize that Dr. Pepper had been bought by Keurig because now the company is called Keurig Dr. Pepper, right? Right. That was a surprise to me too. So it's the coffee thing, those little cups that go in the machine that that they now own Dr. Pepper. Um, they didn't really say when this was going to get cleared up, except they're committed to uh, filling the store shelves and keeping them fully stocked moving forward. But right now, it's hard to find Dr. Pepper and any flavor of it as well, right? Yeah, I was wondering why Dr. Pepper. I was wondering why it wasn't any other sort of sort of beverage. And I, I stopped drinking soda probably 15, 16 years ago. And I know you don't drink it either. You know, once in a while, if I'm somewhere, there's a ginger ale or there's something I might have it or I sneak one at Costco. But um, you're exactly right. If I was to drink something, I really do think the best tasting diet soda or diet pop, wherever you're from, is Dr. Pepper. The, the Dr. Pepper diet tastes very good, I think. But there's two other secrets about Dr. Pepper, and I actually was looking for it after I saw the story, and in fact, it was not available. But when I lived out in the Midwest in Ohio, West Virginia border, do you know they used to serve Dr. Pepper hot? Ew. <laughs> I know it sounds serious? gross. It sounds gross, right? But... There would be, we went to a, and, and not everywhere, but we went to a, to an inn or, you know, a spa or an inn or something. And they had, and you know, you go somewhere to get hot water or tea out of one of those aluminum things with a spout. Mm-hmm. They had one that said Dr. Pepper. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I pour it, but they only had little cups, but it was just for sipping and actually warmed up. Not, not to where it's going to burn your tongue, but it tastes pretty good. And then another friend of mine in Philadelphia gave me a hint, this guy, Jeff Levy and his friend, Kate said Dr. Pepper is the perfect drink on the run if you needed a Manhattan to take a walk in the park. <laughs> and they would take some Dr. Pepper and a little bit of bourbon in a, in a to-go cup, and they said it makes a great Manhattan on the run. So um, so three tips there. It's the best-tasting diet soda. Drink it warm in the winter, and it makes a good Manhattan if you... If in you a need. to-go cup. <laughs> in a to-go cup. <laughs> so apparently, folks, keep your eyes peeled. It will be back on the shelf at some point. Um, and there you had Tim's three tips. Um, and our last story is uh, this one really kind of blew my mind because of the cost we're talking about here. But the headline reads, Outdoor Retailer REI to sell sprawling new and unused headquarters to shift to remote work. So REI was getting ready to literally move into an eight-acre corporate campus in Bellevue, Washington. And now instead... They plan on shifting to a less centralized approach to its headquarters presence in that area. And what that means is more workers will be working remote. And I think they're planning on smaller offices that they might not call them. They, they put it in air quotes. The future headquarters will instead consist of multiple satellite campuses in the Seattle area rather than one central location. Remote, remote working will be the normalized model for headquarters employees. So I guess you'll be brought, you could come into meetings and you could go into some of these smaller campuses on an as needed basis, or maybe you want to be at the office for two or three days a week, but they see the future as not being in a major structure like this. But the thing literally was about to have the ribbon cut, right? Yeah. And I know on our, on our, our Wednesday show, which is 1 p.m. East, which you can find at Focus Group Radio, where it's where it streams um, through Facebook or YouTube. We're going to talk about what's what's going on regarding the event and the pandemic. This one to me was shocking because when you see the picture, they showed the picture of that eight acre corporate campus in Washington. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's prime real estate. You know, it must have cost a fortune. And to just say, you know what, we're not going to do this now. Um, they must have done the numbers, right? Yeah, and someone 
So after you lease the land or buy the land, you spend thousands on architects and engineers and city planning and putting all the paperwork in to build. Then you have the construction and then you have the, you know, they, they have to figure that someone's going to come along and buy this space and they're not going to lose money on it. I mean, how else would you do that, right? Right. Or you just say, we've decided we're not going to do this and you write it off. Maybe there's some huge tax break for them. But they, at the end of the story, it talks about some of these other corporations that aren't going back till at least uh, 2021 back to their offices, quote unquote. They mentioned Google, Amazon, Warner Music, and I'm sure a bunch of others. You, you in Manhattan know plenty of people that have been told that you'll be working remotely indefinitely until they can figure some things out, which I, I had this conversation with somebody. I think you turned me on to it the other day. I said, for instance, uh, if you, Manhattan is full of 50, 60 story buildings, right? Yeah. So I said, if you would cram 20 people on an elevator, you can't do that now, or people are not going to be comfortable with that. So just think about moving people up to the 30th, you know, the floors between, because you're not going to walk 30 flights. So think about moving all these people in elevators and how long that's going to take if you're going to have to quote unquote social distance. So it's, it's going to be just that alone is going to be a big, a big uh, challenge for, for corporations to get back up and running. Well, yeah, and it's a, it's any major city, even second tier cities, depending on their their uh, population density and what kind of uh, downtown they have, and then even in these corporate office parks where maybe you're not putting people in elevators to go up that high, you still have these open floor plans, and they're maximized to make sure that a nut, that met, like the maximum number of people can actually work in that space. And we used to see it at our old client. Um, BW had a very, very open plan. Yep. I think the office furniture could even move. They could redo the whole floor at, at will, right? Yeah. But, no, but I, those open plans are such a disaster. You and I both agree with that. Well, <laughs> it, what, before, uh, before the pandemic, it was considered a lot of people that we knew that worked in corporate America did not like open plan offices because they would all run away to somewhere else to do a private phone call. In this case... Um, you know, it's it's just a fascinating thing how this is going to play out because it goes back to what's old is new again. Remember the private office? Everybody yeah. hankered, hunkered for a private office. <laughs> you got to have it. And have a private office, exactly. Hey, um, at the uh, top of the podcast, I mentioned to you that uh, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, has been a partner of ours here on Unbutton. We, and we encourage you to shop at their site. You can get there by going to ours, focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics Choice video logo. When you arrive, by all means, first and foremost, grab a catalog. You could, se- you could select that option up in the upper left corner to subscribe to getting a catalog every four or five weeks. It's the ultimate in nonlinear shopping, which as I've always hammered and hammered every week, I clearly like nonlinear shopping because <laughs> it's random. Like, oh, I didn't know I saw it. So I went to the site and I clicked down the awesome 80s, right? Oh my God. Of course, there's things I, I just scrolled and scroll. I'm like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and then I saw something that I wonder if you remember. This was like event television. It was from 1983. It was called The Day After. Do you happen to remember The Day After? No. About um, a, a nuclear war happens or, or missiles get shot at each other's countries. Jason Robards. And it's about what happens when the bombs drop and, you know, on a, a couple American cities and Steve Gutenberg's in it. Um, you don't remember that one at all? I do remember Steve Gert- Gutenberg. He was kind of hot in the 80s, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was in um, 
What was that? Cocoon was the big one. He Wasn't was he in a Bachelor Party too? Am I probably with, yeah. with Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I, I think for some reason he was. So they have that. Do they have the whole series there? Well, that's just a one-off movie. Oh. And then I'm I'm scrolling down here, and it's you know things like Flashdance. <laughs> yeah, oh, who doesn't remember Flashdance, right? The Presidio. There's just it's uh, Gandhi came out in the eighty. That's nineteen eighty two. Like that was a great movie. Angel Heart. Remember that was uh, Mickey Rourke, Robert De Niro, nineteen eighty seven. So that's just one area of Critics Choice Video, right? Yeah, you know, it's when I went to this site this week and I looked and I found a cartoon that I totally forgot about, but I used to love as a kid, and I can't believe I forgot about it. Underdog. I love Underdog. Underdog's a classic, by the right, way. Right. So they just so this just came out uh, about a month or two ago. It's the Underdog Complete Collector's Edition, and uh, it's sixty-two episodes on nine DVDs. The uh, show ran from sixty-four to sixty-seven, and <laughs> the voice of Wally Cox, of course. But then I, I always loved the the character. Remember Sweet Polly Purebred? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I saw that, and I thought, wow, here's another piece of you and I, somewhat nostalgic with Americana, but. Um, I haven't seen an underdog cartoon in probably 45 years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when the last time I saw. I don't think it's ever been played anywhere, or at least it's. It's. I've been unaware. If it has, of it. we haven't seen it. Um, but come on, how can you not love villains like Simon Barr, Sinister, <laughs> or Riff Raff? Riff Raff. I love Riff Raff. <laughs> Riff Raff. Yeah. So, so head over to focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Critics' Choice Video logo. Start shopping away. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And they've been with us here on TFG Unbuttoned since our inception. And if not for them, we couldn't see you each week. So we appreciate you supporting them and them supporting us. Again, it's Critics' Choice Video. If you go to focusgroupradio.com, click on the link. Be sure to join John and I every Wednesday at 1 p.m. East for our show called The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. A little bit longer than Unbuttoned, but uh, from the same family. So we appreciate you uh, you uh, all joining us each week, whether it's video or audio. Have a great week. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.